WGIF. It's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is the Manson Mitchell Show. I am the guest host this morning, Dina Marie from Lift Your Spirits. Eight o'clock in the morning, I'm with Nathan, and basically, I've been here all morning with him. Good morning for the third time. It's the charm, right? We're having fun, that's for sure. So let's see. I got to tell a story because that's what I like to do. I know Gary and Suzanne. How do I know them? I did a good company meeting and I put little crystals on these uh, postcards that had my name on it and stuff. And you picked their favorite crystal and they both picked theirs. And then I did a chakra reading on them about their energy and they thought wow this lady's quite interesting so they went to my healing hearts fair and then they got another reading with me and at that time i'd written a book called our energy matters the art of crystal reading and it's about how to manifest your heartfelt intentions by using all your chakras and keeping them tuned up so at that time was the uh, gary mance show and i think it was on sundays all i know it was dark when i got here and he interviewed me and helped me, me promote my book then eventually we became really good friends. But during that time, he had a medium talk about June 9th. And it, the medium said, hold on to June 9th. Well, that's my birthday. And so even on my birthday show, he called me this year to say happy birthday to me and tell that story. Uh, uh, after a while, I guess I was in studio and I was doing a show with them there in Florida. And I basically was asked if I'd like to do my own show after filling in with them for them many times and going to their house even in Florida and doing a show from there and staying with them. So Gary and Suzanne are my radio parents, and they got me started. And here I am nine and a half years later. If you think you know me three hours, Nathan, what does Benny know about me? (laughs) Oh, my God. So um, I'm the teeny, teeny, tiny fraction. Yep. But I've I've worked with you quite a bit, honestly. It's been quite a few times. We've had our few shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Whenever Benny's away, I'm always here with you. Some music shows we did with musicians. So today, what I'd like to talk about is, are you being hypnotized unknowingly? I used to be a hypnotherapist, a Reiki master. Or I, still, I still use those things, the hypnotherapy. But for four or five years, I uh, did that and the Reiki and the chakra readings. And so much goes on inside our minds, not just you know the negative stuff we tell ourselves, but also, you know, marketing and advertising, things like that, they kind of know how to sell you stuff you don't need. <laughs> so sometimes you might, or even a, like, let's say you have a relationship and maybe he's a little bit narcissistic, he or she, and you're being told things that just doesn't feel right. So I think that's what we're going to talk about today. And joining me is Claire Morancy. Good morning, Claire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are, hey, I, good morning, <laughs> if you can hear me. <laughs> we had a little, like, uh, uh what a glitch? Yeah, something. <laughs> we had a glitch, but you're you're with us now, Claire. Can you hear me? It, oh, <laughs> yeah, we attempts. got a glitch. Okay, Nathan's going to have you give him a call. Yeah, can you go ahead and just give us a call at the station? Do you have the station phone number for Claire? Do you okay. have it? Yeah, uh, Claire, just go ahead and give us a call here. I don't know if she can hear me. Do you have hers, <laughs> and you can write it down? Yeah, oh, here. Just have you. Now. Yeah, we'll go ahead and give her a call. There you go. Okay, you know what we love is live radio. Most people are doing podcasts and they just do it at their home and stuff. But guess what? 
I'm in the studio and this is live radio. So I'm going to give a little um, what I believe uh, hypnotherapy is. Hypnotherapy for me when I was doing it, because I really didn't, I just, someone said I should be a hypnotherapist. So I went to took all these classes and really it's like you got tapes playing in your head. And as I would take someone back or, you know, they think they have an eating disorder or they're basically having some type of a smoking sensation thing they're going to go through, I would have to figure out where that came from. And so it's like kind of being a little bit of detective work. And I would basically take them back to the first time they had a cigarette. And then, you know, we would usually go back to a time where they were um, unable to express themselves. And I have to say most oral fixations all went back to them having to stifle um, something that had happened to them, told not to talk about it. And then usually during the hypnotherapy, we would go back to that time, bring it forward, and we would heal the past with hypnotherapy. So to me, it's a very useful tool. But I also had a class I took on. I didn't mean to take the class, but they were teaching you how to manipulate people with words and the, the things they, they want you to, like a salesperson, let's put it like a car salesman or some, something like that to get somebody to maybe sign even though they were hesitant and they didn't feel right. So that's where it goes wrong. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Are you with us, Claire? Yes, I am. Hello, hello. <laughs> Yay. And you look so beautiful on Zoom. <laughs> but we're going to do a little bit of, uh, are you being hypnotized unknowingly? And that's our subject today. And that's on your website. So uh, let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Thank you, first, for having me on your show for the third time. I'm thrilled to be here. And uh, I am a clinical hypnotherapist. I also upload um, several tools. One's conscious language, which is the way that we speak and how our speaking manifests in our world. The next subconscious tool I use is called um, sacred body language. And that is our body speaks out loud what, um, in movement, what's really going on. And then also, um, I'm an intuitive. Uh, I have many other tools, but those are the three primaries that I use. Um, and um, love assisting and supporting people so that they better understand their innate tools, their innate wisdom, so that they have their own compass to live their lives fully and delightfully. And I met you in May at the Northwest Mind-Body-Spirit Connection Adventure in Cleelum. Woo, that's a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I, I, I had you on the show on our way over there to do it. And it was really cute because I hadn't met you in person yet. And then I was driving down the road and I told Marla to take a left. And there you were. It was like magic. <laughs> it was magic. Yeah, it was so fun to meet both of you because I just met both of you on the show. Exactly. It was like two hours later. But it's kind of synchronistic. And I, you and I, when we were talking on the phone pre-interview, I just had to have you back because you and I could just, we actually have kind of the same stories, background and belief system. So we're, we're filling in for Suzanne and Gary at the Manson Mitchell Show today because I think you're a fascinating guest. And here you are. Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, lots to share. So let's just uh there's a few things I want to touch on, but are you being hypnotized unknowingly? First of all, um, you have like six things you mention on your website, but let's just go into that. How, how do people know or how can they tell if they are? Well, the first thing is, is um, we or the listener viewer has to be paying attention. 
and not just listening kind of blindly or listening to something in the background. And when we pay attention to what we're listening to, then we can better understand and hear the cues. And right now our media um, is using repetition, which is a hypnotist um, wonderful tool that works, and not just uh, hypnosis, but for a number of different things. You know, we learn our ABCs that way. And um, the thing about the media, what's going on, or I'll just back up and give you the list, is so we have um, usually an emotional spike of something that's going on, and that creates a crisis. When we have an emotional spike, either globally or in our personal lives, um, something called our critical factor shuts down. So our critical factor is where we actually can make conscious decisions and think objectively and um, ask questions. And so when we're in fight or flight or in an emotional spike, our critical factor shuts down. From there, what we hear or experience after that goes directly into our subconscious mind. So the cues are, is there an emergency or a crisis that causes a critical uh, or that causes a spike, emotional spike happening in our bodies? Is there, number two, is an authority figure telling us what to do or better how to think so these are cues like okay what you know what's happening here why is this authority figure telling me how to think I can do that on my own mm-hmm. third um, is there peer pressure are they saying uh, your friends are doing it or your friends should be doing it or neighbors are doing it and um, that's another really important thing because we have innately in us the desire to fit in, to be liked, to be loved is a core issue for all of us. And so when, our, when we have peer pressure, it um, can be more challenging to think critically, to go, wow, now my neighbors are even doing X, Y, Z. What about me? What, you know, how, am I, how do I think differently and still have dinner with my neighbors? And then the other thing is um, the parroting, the repetition in the media, in um, any other TV, radio, when now we're seeing it in the education. Um, and then the other thing that really anchors it is the continual heightened emotion to keep us in this continual spike of a... Um, of a of a heightened emotion, of fear, of um, despair, of anxiety. So when we're in these states, we our critical factors shut down and everything that comes in is believed in. The subconscious mind takes everything literally and it believes everything. And that's why knowing the cues and being on guard is so important to continue to watch, to be aware of it, and or shut it off. (laughs) If we know that what we're finding, especially in mainstream media, every single statement is exactly the same with the same intonation, they're, they're not giving us information to make a decision about. 
they're giving us a preconditioned program. And so for me and others I know, turn it off. I know you did that, Dina Marie, right away, and that's part of our you know, connection is we saw right through what was going on being a hypnotist. That um, this is NLP at its best. Well, I, what I got was confusion method, the confusion method, <laughs> you know, making people so confused that they can't. That's when you like the narcissism or that's when the people can start implanting things inside you when you're in that fear base or you like you said, the anxiety, but also uh, what's right, what's wrong. I don't even know what to do anymore. There was a point where, you know, things were so confusing. I'll just say, for instance, I worked at a business during the lockdown and every week it was a new rule. Whether people could sit, stand, be inside, be outside. We were just like, uh, our head was spinning. We had to move the furniture around so many times. <laughs> there was a point where just like, uh, we almost feel like giving up, quitting. Yeah, yeah and that's a yeah, excellent point to bring up because that's part of it. That keeps us in the, um, keeps us in fear, being unknown. We lose our stability. And so again, the critical factor is wide open. Anything that happens next goes into the subconscious. So here's where the, um, you know, kind of problem occurs or the mass formation hypnosis shows up is because everything that we, that's in our subconscious is believed in, whether it's fact or fiction. And just as kind of an asterisk, I'm sharing these for people to make their own decisions, not for anyone to be guided to the you know, one side of the fence or the other. This is for all of us to remember we have critical thinking on board. And this is for us to keep it loaded, stay on guard, so that we can embody our own inner truth, inner knowing, and intuition for what's right for us, our loved ones, and our family. That's the key. And I love that because that's why I don't watch television. That's why I spend time alone because that's where I get my intuition. And I have so many people saying, so where'd you get your information? How do you know that? I just have a a, a light bulb go off. It will give me a little insight. It feels right for me. Like you said, this is is about you finding your own inner voice, your own higher self, whatever you want to call it, and making judgments, not judgments, movements forward. And again, if I don't get any like synchronicity or intuition and I don't do anything, sometimes that's the hardest thing for me to do is not make a decision or not move forward because that confusion is not a way to move forward. No confusion. <laughs> it doesn't work for you. Yeah. Excellent. And, um, and I have my same kind of guidepost on that one, Dina Marie. And mine is, um, if I don't get a neon, yes, to do something, I wait. Well, and I, yeah, yeah. And Suzanne and Gary wanted to take the day off. And so you were the first person that popped into my mind because it was short notice. They were like, we need a day off. We haven't taken a vacation. And so I was just like, you were the first person that came into my mind. And that's how I know. And then the the show I'm um, doing next week came together with the same synchronistic. And now I'm not even like planning guests far ahead because it seems like the guests are better when spirit drives. (laughs) If that makes sense. Well, and that's what we all have innate. And you've developed yours over years and decades, and and many other people have. And thank goodness, with the confusion and the discord and the corruption that's going on, we're all really tuning into our inner knowing, because that's where we find peace and calm. 
And the other thing that you do as a beautiful example is spend time in nature because nature brings us back to homeostasis and nature is the place where we get our insights. Uh, we can learn from every aspect of nature that's out there, where, you know, the sunrise, the water, all the earth elements. Mm-hmm. It's quite beautiful when we pause and are quiet and in a place of reception. And I have never wanted to be in silence more now than ever. So I spend maybe 15 hours quiet, and that means I'm by myself, television off, and I don't even know how I fill my time. But I'm doing things, but I'm living my life if that makes sense. And I'm not having like watching television is really having your life lived for you. Um, so basically nature also keeps you looking up. You got the stars, the moon this morning, what a beautiful moon uh, on the ferry, but just paying attention to the seasons. I'm watching the leaves fall. I went to the botanical garden this morning. I can just see things shifting and, but that is power. And that's when God, whatever you call it comes through the most. And then you get all this insight and it's so God, it's almost like your heart is, is, is on, your, your lights are on in your, your head, and, and then you know what to do physically in, in this world. And I, you know, being a hypnotherapist, I do know that people's um, reception to the higher self, sometimes it's not there at all, not at all. And so how can they um, get direction if, if the people above them, like you said, the, the people that have more power, let's say uh, political people or something, they're telling you to do something that doesn't benefit you. They're doing it because it benefits them, but you don't know any better because you don't have any insight. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a good question. What I do, and um, it's something I've just recently brought in, too, because, like you just said, I have um, recently had several clients who are so off balance, so off tilt, they don't have a foundation that they're standing on. And so... Where I bring people is back to basics, back to the breath, back to grounding, rubbing your feet, getting some friction, getting out in nature, back to um, watching the sunrise. What is truth? What is, what is a foundation that we can build on? So if we have a creator, we have our breath, we have a way to ground ourselves in the earth with grounding and breath. And we have the sunrise that comes up every morning. These are things we can rely on. This is where our trust begins. And once we're standing firmly in a place of trust and faith that the sun will rise every morning, then we can begin to build our life on that. The other thing that I love recommending or asking clients right now is what did you love to do as a child and what were you innately skilled at as a child and it's so fun Dina Marie because some people will say oh I was great at drawing and others say oh I used to sing all the time and others say you know I was a dancer and I'd love to just dance and put on shows at home so I recommend strongly for people to go back to what you absolutely loved as a child that you were good at because that is innate in you right now and to begin to build on that again pull out a drawing pad turn on your favorite music from the decade you were graduated high school from because that's when most of us were still dancing a lot 
and land there and feel how alive you are drawing or dancing or singing again and and practice that play in that every single day and so assisting people to lay really firm foundations for starters then we can deal with what's happening in the moment in their life that's in crisis I love you. Anyways, that's one of my prescriptions for the, the solar plexus, the power chakra. So basically, if I see that missing, I'll, I'll say, go back to five. So I would use go back to five before you went to school, right? And people kind of told you what to do. What did you love to do? So we're so, so much on the same page. And when people find a little bit of joy, right, whether this man picks up the, like this man was very wealthy and he wasn't happy with his life and he's missing his solar plexus, which he wouldn't think he was. And he basically went back to playing the piano because he actually said to me, he goes, Dina, when I was poor and I had to borrow rent, I was happier than I am now with all this responsibility. But he just went back to playing the piano and that filled in that that place, which brought him more joy, which then I'm sure he changed his life because money does. It really doesn't buy happiness. It really doesn't. And that's really the solar plex has gone too far the wrong way when we got way too much power um, over other people. And the only thing we really have power, and I'm, gosh, I'm so practicing this right now, is my thoughts. You know, every day I say, what have, what have you learned, Dean? I said, my, my thoughts create my reality. So just saying that to yourself and you're thinking a thought that's making your stomach sick, that's your solar plexus. So quit thinking the thought. It's not that simple, but that's, that's my new exercise. Yeah, awesome. Well, here's what one other aspect that happens is because when we are, if, when we become aware that our emotions, our feelings, our beliefs actually change our chemistry, then we can go, oh, so well, remember, our mind is the interpretation of our world, of our outer world. Our brain then releases a chemistry to match this interpretation. So that's the stomach ache. So when we are aware of this and we change our thoughts, we can change our thoughts, which elevate our emotions, our feelings, and then we can bring ourselves back into a state of um, awareness, perception, and change our beliefs. And, and also the no thought, the no thought. So when I leave the island at four, five o'clock, got to get on a ferry, uh, there's traffic. I, I used to have thoughts about that like what could happen what could happen you know what I mean and I never think those thoughts and today I drove in it was just I didn't have any thoughts today I know it sounds crazy but I was just driving I didn't even want the radio on and then I end up at the botanical gardens and then I'm always on time it's 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 the we gosh anxiety you know you know when you're you're having it because you're probably not breathing and you're thinking about something that like for instance what could happen if I didn't get to the show on time I don't even like to say that out loud but those are the things and it would be just fine. It would be just fine. But in the end, again, I call it mastership of your mind. And I learned all this through hypnotherapy by getting into other people's heads. And the most beautiful people were thinking that they were ugly. Or think I had one guy at work afraid he was going to lose his job every day. Would I know that walking next to him and talking to him? No. But at my office in a Reiki session, he shared that. And I did some hypnotherapy with him. And he actually, and I can tell the story, he actually worried himself to death. He died in the back room of the store and the CPR guys, they, the medics came and saved his life. But it was one of those things. It was such an amazing story because when he came to, he had um, basically went to the hospital. He had amnesia. 
He couldn't remember his life. And so for about two months, he looked like John Lennon. He played a guitar and he looked like a hippie. <laughs> but he couldn't remember how stressed he was. And maybe four months later, he started to remember and he became that very, uh, I see him in a, as a soldier in a past life, though. So he became very structured. His dad was actually in the military. I met his dad and his dad was very, you know, structured. And he, I remember him saying to his dad, remember, I used to play guitar and now I don't play guitar anymore. <laughs> but his dad didn't like the music. I'm just bringing that story up because he worried himself to death, literally. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of people are in that state right now. And it's, you know, it's subtle. And it's many, many um, micro movements and micro thoughts that lead people to that place. And uh, yeah, that's why you're here. That's why I'm here to, you know, give people uh, guidance to return back to their inner knowing, their innate wisdom, to seek the guidance of their higher self and their guides and guardians and ancestors, everyone who's here in the invisible side to assist and support us. And I learned it with children because worrying is praying backwards. So every time they would leave the house and I'd start to have that weird, like, oh, something's bad, you know, whatever that is, um, which I don't do anymore. And it was one time my daughter had actually left the house and she was moving out and I was she was 17. So it was one of those things. And I learned, because Spirit told me this, the worrying is praying backwards, and if you can't think a good thought, don't think a thought at all. So I never, ever worry about my children. What I do is if I have that thought, then I send them white light or, like you said, like an angel or a, a being to hold them and help them and make good decisions. But I don't even say that. I just send them white light, and that s- saves me because worrying, I, I was raised with worry. Everything was worried. Oh, my gosh. And then I moved out of the house, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I think we're doing it wrong. <laughs> So basically, doing the hypnotherapy, I learned to quiet my mind, send love and light to whoever, no matter what's going on. I don't have any expectations for that person. I don't pray like I used to where I'm like, Nathan should do this. Nathan should do that. Nathan can do whatever he wants, but I can send him love and light. And so we're going to take our break. You're listening to Manson Mitchell. I'm Dina Marie, guest hosting today. Come back in a minute. That you never found your way I saw you die that day Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. 
Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Remember if you ask, you remember all your past. You're coming back, coming back again. Coming back, coming back again. I said you're coming back, coming back again. You're coming back, coming back, coming back again. Welcome back. You're listening to Manson Mitchell. I'm Dina Marie. I'm hosting today. I'm guest hosting. We're coming back again, aren't we, Nathan? We are, and we are back. <laughs> and joining me is Claire Morenci. Good morning, Claire. Again. Good morning, Dina Marie. Woo! Let's 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 um, let's touch on gaslighting. If for, for the people that don't know what that is, let give them some info. Gaslighting is uh, one. It happens all the time, <laughs> and here are some identifiers of it. When you hear from a person that normally you trust or is an authority figure who tries to tell you what your beliefs are are wrong or um, they accuse you of lying. And so gaslighting intends to brainwash. And that is the hugest, biggest, extreme manipulation and abuse that is so subtle and so prevalent on our planet right now. So if a person continues to tell you over and over again, no, that's not happening. Uh, Dina Marie, you and I just talked briefly about we both experienced um, abusive relationships 
and um, not just abusive, but cheating relationships. Mm -hmm. And people who are um, have an addiction, whatever it is, whether it's alcohol or um, medicated drugs or any others or sex, all of them are gaslighting because their secret is so big they can't let anyone know. And so those of us who are close to them or in their inner circle, they continue to deny what's going on or pretend so they're living inauthentically. And this makes us the listener or us the family member or loved one to question our own sanity. And that's where the gaslighting begins to, quote, work. We question our own memories. And then the deeper is we begin to question our own inner knowing or intuition or who we are on the planet. And then we don't even feel validated by our mate on the outside is, you know, we feel kind of lost in the relationship. And so gaslighting is a, um, is something for all of us to be very aware of this extreme manipulation. You know, if we're in a relationship, here's the contrast. Our beloved chooses to know how we feel and why we feel that way. Tell me about it, honey. Is there anything else, honey? Anything else that, you know, I need to know? That's a loving relationship. That's the one who has an open heart and receptive and really values you as a person. So listeners, if you're not hearing that, instead, if you're hearing, um, I didn't do that, I never said that, you're a liar, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you can contact Dina Marie or myself, (laughs) and we would love to assist you to get out of the fog and to return back to your own heart, to your own love. And here's what happens then in the body. We were talking about chemistry earlier is when we are in a state of fear, our cells stop growing. We begin to grow old. Mm-hmm. We, you know, everything. Our skin gets gray. Our hair might fall out. Our digestion de- um, reduces. When we are in a state of love and or being loved or in a loving relationship, tell me more, honey, our cells grow and we become lighter and brighter and more alive. And this synergy with our beloved blooms both of us. They become better people and we become better people. And then two lovely people, we magnify each other and it becomes even bigger and brighter. So that's the spiral path, quote, upward or towards the light that is possible and available for all of us in relationships versus the other gaslighting that really brings us down into a dark, heavy place. Yeah, our energy matters. And it's it's because I was in an 11-year relationship and had no idea until I was out of it what gaslighting actually was because you get so confused. Like you said, you second-guess yourself. Misintuitive, me, would say something, you know, I have a feeling or this is going on and and when the ex would say, absolutely not, absolutely not. And then pretty soon, and I'm going to use this as an example, business trip. I hear someone in the room, okay? <laughs> How did I get talked out of that? I did. I got talked out of the absolutely not. 
but there was someone in the room, but it started making me feel crazy. Okay. And what that's when they know they got you, they got you, they got you controlled and then you're easily manipulated. And I have to say too, at that time, I've been, had two relationships like that. I gain a lot of weight. I just start gaining a lots of weight and we know that that's like a protection. So something, something, something's up in your body. Your body's talking to you. But when you're so, um, gosh, it's like your mind is a blank slate and you can't think for yourself. Now you have someone telling you what to do to who doesn't really care for you. It's very hard to get out of that relationship, especially if it's financial or uh, you're married to them. So what what could people, how do, how can we, I think intuition, if I would have kept listening to my intuition, it would have never happened. Yes. Yeah. And um, I sought help during mine. You know, I was shell-shocked. Because, you know, what I was living was not real for me, but I could, but um, like you said, you can't get out of it. So all those micro movements that happen up to where you are the frog in the boiling water mm-hmm. and you didn't notice the water was being heated up um, is real for many, many people. And so um, seek help because help is out there and... Um, we have been there, I guess, is the other thing that um, people need to know, and you're not alone. And um, there are many people who are very happy to help you to begin to reflect a, um, a reality to you that is your own, so that you get to know your own. You get to start to build your own foundation, so you become strong enough to courageously pivot out of your situation. And it can be work. It can be uh, a family member. It can be um, a love relationship. There's so many others. It can be a parent-child relationship. You know, any any possibility is there. Well, you're, I'm, my memory's coming back now. What happened is, you know, I do the chakra work and intentions and all that. And I guess I prayed for free care. I don't know what it, my friend said. My, my girlfriend's doing counseling. It's free. It tended to be right there where my husband's office was. So I'd drive in with him. I'd do this counseling and then drive home and he'd take the bus. But it was for a whole year, a whole year before I didn't think I had any problems. So she goes, Dina, what do you want to work on? I said, well, my life's so good, blah, 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 blah. I said, you know what? My health, because I gained all this weight and I wasn't sleeping and all these things. I wasn't being myself, honestly. And so each month we had this session. A year later, she's like, Dina, how are you feeling? Well, I'm divorced at that time. I've lost tons of weight. I'm feeling good. But I did need somebody to say, let's talk about it. Because I couldn't see that I was in a bad relationship. I couldn't see that my health had deteriorated. I couldn't see that I was uh, doing things I didn't want to do. Stay up till 2 o'clock, drinking wine, watching television. That's not me. And it was one day we, I made him go to the beach with me. And I was watching the sun go down. I was in the water. And I go, what happened to me? I used to do this all the time. And he goes, I'm so tired of hearing who you used to be. That was it. That was the trigger. I'm like, oh, God. I'm not me anymore, you know, but it was a counselor. And a a year later, I wasn't married and I was kind of happy. (laughs) Yeah, and beautiful. And that's often what happens. There's one word or one sentence where the whole veil gets pulled back. And we have this massive glimpse of what's really going on. And that is shocking, surprising, might even get nauseous, like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And for you, it fired you up. It ignited you to, to see the rest. And um, I know for me, I had a similar one-liner, and that was with the um, counselor that I was seeing. She says, Claire, 
if you don't trust your intuition, who can you trust? <laughs> and for me, that landed so deeply like, oh, my gosh, okay. So that was my ignition statement where um, I, that moment, began believing what I knew to be true. And, you know, yeah, that's how we begin to climb out of these painful, abusive relationships. And my blessing was um, it was a client uh, that called and said, what's going on? And I told her what was going on. And she said she had a place for me to stay on Camino, which is way far out there at the end of the island. And uh, so I moved in and I had a whole year of grieving, of course, of, you know, the years that I'd lost. Um, but I also was alone in nature a lot. And that's when I came up with the mastership of your mind. And every time I have a thought about the pain or the, the lies and all that stuff. My stomach would hurt so bad I couldn't eat. And then I just stopped thinking the thought. And I, and I had to do it over and over and over. I probably did a whole year of just like, I probably said, shut up, Dina. Don't go there. And then my life switched. It changed. I got my my life back. I ended up going to Hawaii over and over again and teaching. I lived on Kamano and had an amazing time there. And now I live on Woodby. But intuition is the greatest gift. And if you can find it and hold on to it, you're always going to be in the right place at the right time. But time alone is so essential. You know, turn off the television. Don't listen to music in the car. You've got to have quiet time with yourself. Yes. And I love what you said, Dina Marie, in that um, you did this for a year. I think um, one kind of myth about hypnosis is that you know, one, it's brainwashing, which it's not. But the biggest one that I find that people have is they may toe dip and have one session or three sessions and then go, oh, it didn't really work. Or, oh, yeah, I slept better, but it didn't work. And I remind them what you just said is, you know, we have decades of pain and suffering or decades being with a narcissist who is gaslighting us. Or for you, you said, um, how many years? 11. Said 11. So over a decade. Mine was over four years. So it does take a commitment, like being an athlete or a singer or whatever you are. You can't go to the gym once and then wonder why you haven't lost weight and you don't have these beautiful muscles. It does take a commitment and our own repetition to be committed to our healing, to be committed to our new life, and to be committed to what we know to be true inside of us, that we are loved and we deserve happiness. We deserve joy. And that's all inside of us when we begin to shed or free ourselves from the beliefs and the pain and suffering that we've had. Yeah, it's, it's again, I have to say silence is golden. If you And I don't think a lot of people like to be alone with their own thoughts because, you know, as a hypnotherapist, we know, like I used to say, I'm fat, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, I can't do it. I just imagine the stuff I used to say until I realized, you know, your thoughts create reality. Also, the thoughts I were thinking were making me sick. I used to be so sick all the time. But because I can, how does it feel? Like, okay, right now, let's say I was driving in and I had a thought. And I always tap an angel when I have a negative thought and then I'd get the thought out of my head and then my stomach doesn't hurt. So it's just that one very conscious moment. But also I turn the radio off <laughs> because you know what? The radio can actually trigger memories because you hear a song and all of a sudden you're back, like you said, back in, if it's a good song, you're back, you know, laying in the grass, you know, looking at clouds or something, or you could be in a breakup or something. So 
sometimes I, I worked at a grocery store and there's songs all day. And pretty soon I was like, I get it now. I get it. Each song had a different feeling inside of me. So having no music, sometimes it's boring, but I don't have those triggers, you know? Yeah, that's excellent. And being um, silent is, is essential. I completely agree. And I, I use a different technique, but similar. And then when I have a negative thought and I catch it, I go, oh, good catch. <laughs> and I thank myself for catching it. And so I'm thanking my observer for noticing when I walked, when I stepped over into a habitual negative thought. So when we remember that our observer or our witness and is there, one, and we keep it hooked up or um, it, participating in our life while observing. It's, it's a dance it's to observe and to participate, to witness and to act. And when we do this, we can catch ourselves in these habitual, perpetual negative thoughts and or even notice when we're in a grocery store and a song comes on that's making us sad or remembering a breakup or a chapter in our lives and catch it and turn it off at least in our mind or control then our own body chemistry by not being affected by it. And silence is absolutely key. And I love that you keep returning to this because when we begin to meditate or begin to be out in nature, there's the discomfort that some people feel are in fact their own thoughts bubbling up. And this is a can be a sad or painful part of your journey, but an absolutely essential part because this is where we begin to, quote unquote, know thyself. <laughs> and as we know ourselves, we get to make conscious changes to jump on a truer trajectory of who we are. And it really is shedding these. And nature is a beautiful place to let go, shed, and to have enough um, awareness to make a change that moment, like you said that you do. Well, and I think the counselor said, because of my health, because I wasn't sleeping, she said, why don't you sleep in a different room once a week? So the energy you have exchanged with the person next to you who's your abuser, I'm, I'm going to say it, is, is real, right? And so I'm running on empty, and I've seen this happen too, where I give so much energy to someone, they look younger, and I'm just miserable. But kind of like a vampire thing. But the whole, um, was it when I first met this person, the first thing he said to me was, I wasn't good enough. Like my job wasn't good enough. I needed, he had an education. So he, he almost was, um, how do you say, like he was putting me down in a really nice way. So he, he was the authority figure in my life. And he kept telling me I dressed strong or I did, everything I did was wrong. <laughs> like I didn't watch television. I remember saying, why don't you just sit down and watch a movie with me? I don't like to sit. I used to like run around trying to clean while he was watching television. It's just after a while, I didn't recognize myself, but I thought he was above me. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, that's the authority figure again that we uh, succumb to. And, and that too is false. Uh, a current partnership of the 21st century of people who are evolving and on their path to light or in goodness and kindness and purity is respectful and respectable and loving and we can say we made mistakes and come back and apologize consciously 
that builds, that puts more fertilizer on the relationship to grow to a new place. Yep. And I have to say, if it wasn't for my healing work, because after a while I lost all my friends, even my family disappeared somehow. I was talked out of like even having anyone close to me. I had no um, connection to the money where before I made my own money, had it was my house, I owned it, all these things. I lost pretty much everything. But you know what I got? I wrote this on a piece of paper. I got me. What did I get in that divorce? I got me. And I'm so happy that I, I was teaching because if I wasn't teaching my own classes, I would have been forgotten. I would have forgotten everything and I wouldn't have had my intuition and it would have been pretty ugly at the end. Yeah. Well, and that's the, that's the um, victory that we all have in the end is we have ourselves back and we have our authentic self back and we have our delight and our silliness and our fun and our creativity and our uh, inspiration back. And that's life. Then we have our life back. Then we have our life back. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So if people want to reach you, uh, how can they get to you? You can call me, 415-747-1177. Also, I have a website, clairemorencyhypnotherapy.com. And you can email me, cm at clairemorencyhypnotherapy.com. And she has a, a blog. A lot, I went and read some of your stuff. And this is the one that stuck out to me the most being, you know, because I was always trying to dehypnotize people really is what we were doing is trying, whether it was parents, society or whatever that thing people carry with them. And you go back to like a young lady who had some weight issues and the mom was like, she's overweight. You need to hypnotize her. I go back to five and her parents had this horrible fight and they're divorced and and that's when it all started. And she just remembers eating Cheerios. <laughs> but but it was like, that's where it went. And she turned out to be just fine with her weight. And her mom had to come in for counseling because it had nothing to do with the little girl. Right. So I love I love I love the hypnotherapy and I love what I've learned through it. Um, also, I like Reiki because when I do a Reiki session, I'm quiet and I just check out for an hour and it's the best. We all win, you know, and when spirit is moving through me. And so that's what I love to do. But you're, you got to take control of, of your, your mind. You know, turn off the television. Pick up a good book. Can't watch crap on television, even video games. So, so desensitizing. Yeah, they all are. Everything is. Everything on the screen is desensitizing. Everything out in nature is enriching. And it heightens our senses. And our senses then are, attract, are attached to everything else, our body chemistry, our emotions, our feelings, our beliefs. And what you, you know, are an expert on is the chakra system. When our chakras are all hooked up, we are electric, we are magnetic, and we are bringing in and casting out beauty in the world. And that's the goal. That's who we are. It's not even our goal. It's innate when we're there. We don't, quote, have to do it. When, when you are tuned up, your chakras are in tune, you manifest heaven on earth. Your heart's open. Everything just seems to benefit other people. When your chakras are blocked, let's say your sacrals or solar plexus are too big, your heart's blocked, your, your crown chakra's too open, you might be manifesting things, but it, it's not benefiting anyone. And maybe you accumulate a lot of wealth or physical things, but it's not manifesting heaven on earth. So I, I've just seen people tune up their chakras and 
change their tune. And sure enough, if they're like me, they're downsizing. There's smaller places. They don't need to buy as much. And they're free. How's that? They're, they have more freedom than they've ever had without huge house payments and big cars. And, and they're going to the beach with me. You know, other people are just too busy to do it. So I guess that's my my prescription for today. Tune up your chakras. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing that's kind of related to that in the outer world is if we're cleaning house, if we're putting old things away, um, it's absolutely best to get rid of them. And here's why. If we just pull old things and go, oh, I'll deal with this later, um, those go in the bottom drawer or in the basement or something, but they are still there and they are still a burden and they collect more and more density. And, um, you know, that weighs us down subconsciously. It weighs us down in our lives. And when we're clearing things out, it's so important to bring them to the light outside, out into our world, in, out in our feelings, too. If we want to keep things, let's find out why. And that's and what I'm back brain- to doing. I'm back to doing feng shui and helping people clutter clear. I have a, a client right now who cannot get pa- rid, rid, rid of her shoes, but we've done other things. So the last thing is those shoes. I'm going to figure out what is going on with those shoes. <laughs> but anyways... It's, it's back to feng shui, back to clutter clearing, but you're really starting to, that's a prescription because you're going to lose weight. Get a bag, walk through your house d- during the week, pick something up. If it feels good, keep it. If you don't feel good, put it in the bag and each week dump it somewhere else or give it away. But it's so empowering to let go of stuff. That's your mind, body, and your spirit. So I'm going to let you go because we ran out of time and I had so much fun with you. <laughs> with you too Dina Marie thank you so much we'll have to have a conversation or come visit me okay yay indeed all right so if you want to come see me Dina Marie it's dina-marie.com I'm doing would-be retreats they're four hours you come out with me and hang out we do a Reiki session the chakra reading um we do the beach we got I got a labyrinth and then we do some not just the inner work but then we go have some fun down in Langley people usually lift their spirits with me with a glass of wine or something and we have dinner Or maybe go see the sun go down. That's always fun. And I just want to thank Gary and Suzanne for letting me host the show today. And Nathan for hanging out with me all day. It was a great time. My (laughs) spirits are so lifted right now. (laughs) You're like, enough is enough. But anyways, (laughs) if you wanted to check out my show, it's Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, uh, 8 o'clock on Fridays. And then I also have two guest hosts that help me do uh, shows during the week. But uh, yeah, Manson Mitchell Show, thank you for joining us. Come back next week.